You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. Boom, boom, boom. We're going to let this breathe just a second here. And away we go. What's going on, Broncos country? Luke Patterson here from Mile High Insiders and joined with me a very special guest, a dear friend of, of mine, of yours, from Building the Broncos, the man, the myth, the legend, the one they call Carl. What's going on, buddy? Thanks for joining MHI tonight. Yeah, no, thank you for the invite. Uh, just feels like uh, we, we've been doing each other's shows here for about three weeks in a row, almost. That's right, man. Or at least you've been yeah. on my show a few times and I've been on yours. So it's been it's been a lot of fun and I uh, always enjoy, especially this kind of time right before a game starts. Everybody's amped up, ready to see the Broncos play again, hit the field one more time. And uh, man, I, I don't always like these like nine o'clock start times, but uh, OK, so I'm central time. So that's why it's nine o'clock for me, eight o'clock for you mountain people that get to live in God's country. But uh, yeah, you people. But yeah, it's just, I love it. I love, I get pretty amped up for this. I'm not going to be able to sleep half the night just thinking about this Broncos game and all that it's going to mean for moving forward into this 2021 season. So yeah, it's just exciting times, man. And I'm so glad we get to talk. There's a game today. That's what's, that's what all the fuss is about. There's a game today and we're, there's some quarterback controversy and a whole bunch of stuff we got to get to. Of course, there's a game today. That game, the Denver Broncos have traveled to Seattle where they will match up against the Seahawks. Why is this game important, Carl? Before we say hello to the stream, why should anyone care about this preseason game? Preseason doesn't matter, Carl. I hear this all the time. So why should I, as a Broncos fan, want to tune into this game tonight? Well, you know, I, I look forward to the day that we don't have to worry so much about preseason games and they're resting all these starters and, you know, they're pretty much just like, let's just get to the season kind of thing. That, that'll be a nice day. But for right now, it there are jobs still on the line. And uh, so it's especially at the most important position on the team. We think that there's pretty good chance they have an idea of who they're going with. But hey. This game, all of a sudden, I mean, anything can change. That, that's the problem with everything being microwaved in a matter of like about a month's worth of time of practices and games. And so, yeah, it's very important for a lot of people. Uh, and it's always fun to get to see these young guys that maybe we don't get to see as much in the season, get their opportunities to go make some plays and set themselves up for the future. So th- there's a lot on the line. Very excited about it. Uh, but it, it just, I don't know. No, I, I look more forward to preseason than most people just because I like the back-end roster guys. I'm one of those weird guys that likes that part of it. But, well, of course, hey, yeah, those, then the quarterback. Uh, then the quarterback, of course, the quarterback. That's why we're watching this game, man. And I don't need to see Brett Rippon, okay? Don't at me, bro. I love Brett. He's going to be a coach in the league, I am sure. <laughs> but – This is about Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. I want to see each guy get a half. I'm not sure that's going to happen. I'm not sure if I'm being naive or if I'm just being selfish because I'm tired of this quarterback competition. I wrote about it last week at milehighhuddle.com as training camp officially wrapped up. And I can tell you right now, the momentum is definitely with Drew Locke. So what? He had a bad day. Can we officially call it Pullgate 
or helmet gate or snap gate, whatever that was. <laughs> we don't need to be fighting about it on Twitter because guess what? It doesn't yeah. matter. He came out and had an awesome rest of the week, started against the scout team, which was very interesting last Friday down at UC Health Training Center. So we are going to talk quarterbacks. We're going to talk running backs, offense, defense, Coach Fangio, and all of the hottest Broncos storylines as we head into the Seahawks game. But before we do, I got to give a sh- special shout out to my guy, Dylan Von Arks, who's always on this stream helping us out. But most importantly, guys, we got something special brewing here at Mile High Huddle. All right. You guys will have a chance to win a s- Von Miller. You know that guy, right, Carl? Super Bowl 50 MVP. You guys will have a chance to win a Von Miller jersey with a it's it's like a raffle. That's how we're going to go ahead and describe this, all right? 500,000, that's our goal here at Mile High Huddle to try and get your support. Now, with that support comes a chance to win a Von Miller jersey. How can you support Mile High Huddle and get in the running to win this jersey? It's by sending some stars. Now, I've been on the Huddle Up pod Carl, and it is amazing, these guys right now. And some of the stars, some of our friends, uh, Stuart mm-hmm. McPete coming in there with 36. Mm. Yeah, look at that, dude. 36,400 for Stu McPete. Travis Weber right behind him, 23,000. Then our guy, Michael. Michael's couldn't be a nicer guy. I uh, absolutely yep. love Michael. Michael, thank you for your support right there. At tw- almost 21,000. Uh, Andrew Lampe, I see you right behind him. Howie freaking day. I love that right there. I have a feeling that's your fantasy name at 1850. Travis Tarbox right behind him at 11,000. And then Sean Miller, 10,000. And Randy Jones. Man, look at these stars. These guys are competing, Carl. this They know the preseason doesn't matter, but it does count. We got Gary Leeds Palmer. Good, dear friend of both of ours. And, of course, Andrew Baker to round up the top 10. And then you can see it right now. These guys are coming in hot, fast, and furious. I think they want a Von Miller jersey, and they want to see some Broncos football, Carl. Well, of course. I mean, uh, I mean, Von Miller's got to be getting right there on the, the Mount Rushmore of Denver Broncos. And, and to have his jersey is just icing on the cake. I've got a couple of his sitting at my house, probably going to pull one out of the closet here for today, even though he's not going to play. Just always fun to, no, to see that big no 58. Mil- what? No Von Miller yeah. today? What's, the, oh, what's, what's up with that, Carl? <laughs> like you said, some of these guys, preseason doesn't matter. They're yeah, going to be ready well, week one. Sutton's not going to be playing as the MH Sports just asked that question. Um, he is not playing today. So uh, yeah, I don't blame so- the Broncos. It's it's fine. I mean, I'd rather save him for the season, even if they kind of work him into the season as they go. I, I just would rather not see him take a couple hits here in the preseason that he doesn't need to and risk that knee being hurt worse. To be sure. And this is something that we should not be surprised about. Von Miller did talk about it, and it was written up over at our website, milehighhuddle.com, where you can find all of our stories, our advanced analytics. There's some film room breakdowns. You can find our pods over there. You find everything at milehighhuddle.com. Von Miller talked about that. He didn't want to play on turf. I don't blame him. His injury happened on turf here in Denver. So Cortland Sutton, that knee brace, that knee, I know everyone's concerned about it. I'm happy to see that he'll be held out of this game. I am not concerned about Cortland Sutton. I'm really not. Uh, Bradley Chubb started out with a slow season last year, and it took him right up until the Jets game. Now, I don't need Cortland Sutton out there wearing a Garrett Bowles left knee brace. Uh, You need to let this man do, do what he does. So, 
Before we go any further, and speaking of doing what they do, I want to I want to give some shout outs to some folks in the stream right now, and some shout outs to some very generous supporters, friends, and family. I'm going to just say that I ran into at UC Health Training Training Center. Now, uh, this this man right here, Mr. McVicker, Luke. Great name. Absolutely love it. Uh, got to chat with him and rap Broncos for about five to ten minutes before I had to get back and shoot some videos and do some crazy stuff. Absolutely wanted to say thank you for making the trip to UC Health Training Center, Luke. My guy, Gage Madrid. I see you out there, man. Gage took – this is a committed fan. Gage took a bus from Colorado Springs to Inglewood to make sure – that he could see his Denver Broncos practicing the last day of training camp. That's a dedicated fan. And then you've also got Orange Crush and my guy Anthony over on Twitter. I see you. I appreciate everybody. And Gage is in the stream right now. I see you, buddy. Appreciate everything you do for us. Gary Smith. I see our guy Michael. MH Sports, as you've mentioned. And uh, here we go, guys. Michael's coming in hot saying, what's up? Good evening, Carl and Luke. I can't stay because of family plans, but I'm just showing some love. Go Broncos. Well, guess what, Michael? You are part of this MHH family, and we've got your back. So we will be covering you uh, right up until, what, an hour before kickoff, Carl? So yep. let's get this party started. Carl, when I say uh, quarterback, QB1, what do you expect Broncos country to see tonight? Do you expect a quarterback to shine and undoubtedly win the job? Do you expect Vic Fangio to name a starter after the after the game in the post-game press conference? What do you expect out of what should be the starting quarterback tonight? Well, so something I'm I'm expecting is both quarterbacks to take a few more hits than they did week one, which would be good. I we need to see these quarterbacks how they actually do once they get hit. Especially Drew Locke, you know, that that's something when he is got great mechanics when he is comfortable in the pocket he is a great quarterback he really is but if he takes that hit and he starts drifting off to the right like he did last season once he started taking a lot of hits that's going to be a problem in the book if he starts throwing off his back foot going back to some of those old mechanics that he had last season that got him in so much trouble that's what i want to see i actually kind of want to see them take a hit or two i don't want to see him get big hit like we saw with justin fields earlier today where he lost his helmet and it was it was bad I don't want to see that. I just want to see them get a little bit dirty on their jersey and see how they respond after that. I don't expect to see either of them just like go out there and just blow the other one out of the water. I think they're probably going to be just like last week where in reality they were pretty close. I mean, Drew Locke, yes, was the better player. But Teddy Bridgewater was still a pretty good player last week too. I kind of expect that again. Right. And uh, and Seattle, they are interesting because they take preseason pretty serious. In the past, they have been one of the teams that has like done some of the hardest hitting, that has done some of the the craziest plays. You know, they, they don't hold back in the preseason, and so I'm interested to see if they continue to go down that route because they've kind of changed up over the last couple of years, kind of throttling back just a little bit. I think they learned their lesson on a few things. You know, Carl, you're exactly right. That atmosphere, those fans, those twelves. They're crazy up there in Seattle, man. Maybe I'm worried that they got a hold of Nick Kendall. And, and, you know, they got a hold of him, and we need to go up there. Broncos country, I know you're there. I'm excited to see some orange in that stadium tonight as well. Uh, but I could tell you this. The Broncos are expecting that place to get loud at times, even tonight. 
even for a second preseason game. They were piping in the artificial noise all week at UC Health Training Center, trying to get uh, players acclimated. Am I I butchering all that? Acclimated. Acclimated with my word salad, right? I read good. That's I'm a writer, right? Can you believe that? They let me in. Uh, So it's really not just for the quarterbacks, Carl. It's for the whole team because these guys are not used to playing with fans in the stands, something that we are grateful. Speaking of grateful, guys, here we go. We got some top star senders. These cats want a chance to not only support Mile High Huddle, but to get that Von Miller jersey. Andrew Lampy already come at Lampay. Please correct me in the chat if I am wrong. And then our guy, Michael, right behind him, man, 50. And we are what? Just one segment into the show. I see it looks like we got 22 likes right now, guys. The best way you can support us to like, subscribe, get those little thumbs up. You can always find us on Twitter. Go to the mothership at Mile High Huddle. As soon as you click on that link, you're going to see our best news, analysis, stories, live podcasts, recorded podcasts, and everything in between. And a good friend is coming in right now, and I want to get some of these comments read before we take off. Um, Let's see here. The boss man, by the way, guys, ladies and gentlemen, Chad Jensen is behind the scenes tonight. So I want to give him a huge shout out saying thanks for helping drive the ship, buddy. But uh, guys, get it. Twitter mentioned that. Now, here's a big favor you can do for me as well. Get it. Twitter for MHI for this specific pod. Twitter at MHI underscore pod. And you can find one of these really, really cool hats. And I guess Carl's got a cool hat, too. Uh, I think he actually don't you owe me. A hat from last season in fantasy wasn't that the bet? You owe me a building the Broncos hat. I feel like you need to pay what you you need to pay what you owe and get me some of that swag. (laughs) And that's another way that you guys go ahead. I was gonna say, just give send me your address, DM me your address. I'll I'll get one for you. I want me, I want me a BTV (laughs) hat. So uh, the best way you can support us as well is get on over to huddleuppod.com and get your swag on, guys. I can't tell you how many folks I've seen out at training camp, Carl. Wearing Mile High Huddle stuff, it is incredible. Uh, folks coming up to me saying, hey, man, I love Huddle Up, love building the Broncos, love DVDD, and absolutely, it's it's humbling, man. It's extremely humbling to talk with our friends, our family that support us and allow us to do what we do. And holy cow, off the top rope, I'm going to get this going from our, our good friend Michael Roach with a huge, generous Super Chat donation uh, $100 donation. Thank you very much, sir. We really, really appreciate it. And he's saying, look, guys, I recently came back from deployment and I've missed these podcasts. Go Broncos. Michael, thank you so much. Hats off is, to you yeah. for your service. It is incredible. Without you and your family and your sacrifice, there is no way that we can do what we do. Our work is completely minuscule to everything that you have done. Please thank your family as well, and thank you for joining Mile High Huddle tonight. And uh, that's humbling, man. That's that's the yeah. type of humbling stuff that I am talking about when I'm out there at UC Health Training Center. Carl, you've been stopped at the grocery store. Chad's been stopped working out on the streets. You know, like we get stopped because of the friendships that we make with our friends and our family here at my high huddle. It's truly humbling. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. appreciate your service and uh, so glad you made it back home safe. Good to be with your family and, uh, and really appreciate that. Uh, you know, one of the things you missed was getting to listen to us each and every day. And, and so we're just so excited that you're back 
and uh, and you're just back in time. I mean, season's getting ready to kick off, so not a not a better time to get back and get to enjoy this season. So very excited for that, and just very excited again. Just got and football again tonight. Football is back, baby, and this game this is this is it. All right, because the starting units, you know, aside from some players, are going to be playing tonight. I have yet to see a text or or a tweet or anything from my phone saying that Bradley Chubb's not playing. All right, uh, he's got some history with these. That's a player I'm excited to see tonight. Alexander Johnson, Josie Jewell, they should be in the game tonight. Uh, PS2, I'm not completely sure. You, you guys know he's he's Bay. He's been my Bay since before the draft, and I'm still taking my victory lap on all y'all Caleb Farley fans. Uh, I, I kid, of <laughs> course. But, Michael, I want to ask you a question, too, and get at us in the comments because I definitely want to get your answer. And I'm going to open it up to the rest of Broncos country. Who do you see or feel should be quarterback number one for the Denver Broncos? And do you think it's going to happen tonight? That's the question that has dominated the landscape, Carl. And here's the thing. Vic is just such a stick in the mud. He's teased us over and over that he could wait up until that week one matchup against the New York Giants. And that would absolutely not surprise me, but it really ticked me off. Yeah. All right, well, we got uh, John Janu coming in here with a, a great question. Uh, 199 Super Chat. You know, this is this is the big thing. When we're coming down to uh, final couple preseason games here and, and talking about the last of the 53, those, those last guys making this roster, who's going to make it? So what positions are up for grabs tonight? Love you guys. Great, great question. Absolutely so great I, question, John. Thank you so much for the support. Go, Carl. You got four. Yeah, four. All right. What? What's up okay. to grab, Carl? What's well, what? Who is going to show up in preseason game number two against the Seattle Seahawks, Carl? <laughs> Tell me now. I'm excited. Right. I'm ready. I'm a little tired. I'm a little wired. I'm all up on the bang and the caffeine. I am excited for football. <laughs> Go. All right. So we got safety. You know, we've got the the two rookies sitting behind the two veterans, and and PJ Locke. I loved PJ Locke in that last game. I, I think if he has another great game tonight, th there's a good chance that he stands to make this roster. Broncos go ahead and keep five safeties, have him mm -hmm. as a, a nice special teams player. Uh, I think the another position is tight end. We've kind of forgotten about it because we've got the top two guys, but who, who's behind them? Who's going to grab that third, maybe even fourth spot, depending on how the Broncos want to keep this roster? Wide receiver? Man, Tim Patrick has been banged up a little bit. Is he going to be traded? Is he not? You got these young guys showing up and and Benton and Hinton and uh, you know, Ooh, it's Tyree like Cleveland. Were, it sounded like you were rapping there a little bit, <laughs> Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, you got That's Benton right. and Hinton and everything in between. Yeah, no, that yeah, wide receiver, yeah. that wide receiver core is stacked. And uh, I was talking to Zach Halberman on the Huddle Up Pod with Chad Jensen last Friday. You could catch them and every one of our shows, guys, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, because there's not a day off here at Maha Huddle. And he brought up a really good point because I do want to trade Tim Patrick. It's because I love him. It's because I want to see him be a starter someone else, somewhere else and potentially get paid. Uh, but he says, hang on, Luke. Hang on just a second. Cortland Sutton, we got to make sure he's good because without Cortland Sutton, you have that luxury of going to Tim Patrick. And if Timmy, Timmy Pats is traded, sure, you can throw another wide receiver in there like a Seth Williams or a Tyree Cleveland, but you're not going to get that same production. I thought that was something really important to note, and it's kind of changed my mind a little bit over the weekend on do I want to ship Timmy Pats out? No. Do I want to get some value? Yeah. 
All right, well, we got uh, another update here on our stars for just this episode alone. Of course, Andrew Lampy coming in here with uh, 1,234 stars. Really appreciate that. Holy cow. And got Gary Leeds Palmer. Gary. Man, I always love seeing that face pop up. Uh, coming in here with 200 stars. And Michael Ronquillo as well coming in here with 50 stars. Guys, again, that gets wow. you into a raffle for a Von Miller jersey. So hmm. you do not want to miss that. Uh, we're, we're about... 53 to 55% somewhere in there, depending uh, on the numbers, but uh, of, of getting to the, to the final number. So make sure you guys get in right now, right here. Uh, you do not want to miss this Von Miller Jersey. Can't get much better than that. Mm. As soon as we get to those 500,000 stars, guys, a, a reveal. Can we, do we want to call that a, a master five, eight reveal of who that winner will be, will be announced. And it's going to be absolutely awesome. Remember the more stars that you donate, will give you more raffles and a higher probability of getting super bowl 50 MVP Von Miller's five, eight Jersey to you. And away we go guys. Hey, YouTube. Hey, Facebook live. Please do us a huge favor. Like this video, tell your friends, tell your family, tell them to get in on this mile high huddle action. And Carl, I was, I'm so proud of the work that our staff has put in this month where training camp is a grind, but you know that I don't have to tell you, you've been to numerous training camps. You've scouted all over this country. You know what it's like this time of year, man. And I am so proud of all of our podcast staff, all of our writers, our men, our women overseas that are still writing when we're sleeping, man. There are folks out there grinding through the film. And speaking of PJ Locke, get on over to milehighhuddle.com where we do have a PJ Locke film breakdown, something that you do not want to miss if you're a fan of the defensive secondary or defense in general. I still buy into the notion defense wins championships and speaking of champs our guy Stu meat what's up man Stu meat with a super sticker appreciate you so much go broncos looking forward to this matchup and we're getting a little bit of an overwhelming response here in the uh in the chat section to the question that i asked carl which quarterback should be named who is the guy i'm seeing overwhelming amounts of drew lock can't, is Drew Locke on the on the come up right now? Is he a you? You like to you know play some some uh, craps, right? You like to we like yeah. to play some fantasy football. We like to roll the dice. Well, I heard a rumor, Carl, that there is no longer you can no longer place a wager as to which quarterback is favored for the Denver Broncos with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. Do the wise guys in Vegas know something that we don't? Well, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious when they asked. Drew Locke about the question of, hey, Vic Fangio is really close to figuring out who's going to be the quarterback, and he does the whole little shy, oh, you know, side side look, big smile. I, oh, I think he knows what's coming. And uh, so it just, you know, I, I think he has, I think he's earned it. I think he's, I mean, it's been a close battle, but we kind of knew going into this, if it's close, there's a good chance they're going to try to go with Drew just because he does offer a little more upside. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and Richard Summers coming in here with the $5 super saying, uh, Drew, if it's for the future, Teddy, if it's for Fangio or Shermer's job, Fangio mm. might want to dink and dunk himself into a wild card spot. Now, I'm interested to, to ask you about this a little bit, because the, the, the funny thing is, two years ago, 2019, the Vic Fangio had to kind of step in and, and pretty much say, we got to be a little more aggressive on offense. 
You know, he, he really got after Scangarello just because he would kind of shut down the offense. They'd get a little bit of a lead, and he'd be like, nope, we got to protect it, got to run the football, got to just stop trying to, to pass it, don't take any chances. And Fangio had to kind of step in on a few of them just say, dude, we got to go. We got to keep putting up points. We're, we're in the division that has uh, Patrick Mahomes. At that point, had Phillip Rivers. You know, th- there's some good quarterbacks around here. And uh, and so I do think there's times where Fangio doesn't mind being a little bit more aggressive because he believes his defense can make up for it if something bad happens. To quote a great man, Mr. Alfred Williams, it's the league. Let it rip. At a certain point, you've got to let it rip. And we know that Drew Locke can do that. Uh, that's ne- There's never been a question with that. It's been about consistency. Now, I will say this. You will see Teddy Bridgewater as the starting quarterback at some point this season because it is extremely difficult to make it through an entire NFL season with the addition of a game with your starters, let alone the most important position in all of professional sports. So by hook or by crook, that's going to be the question. It's something I served yep. up to the boys on the Huddle Up Pod and kind of asked them, hey, man, I, it's been the consensus, really. I think Broncos country has accepted that. You're going to see both quarterbacks. They just want to see the starter now, and I don't blame them. At a certain point, this is hijacking the team. Um, I think the defense would prefer to roll with Teddy, and the offense absolutely wants to see Drew. But Teddy's the best teammate that you could ever ask for, Carl. Uh, he's not going to fight the establishment he's not going to divide the locker room and drew's not going to do that either these guys get along uh they're helping each other something that you have got to love and speaking of helping each other our guy Naj is always helping us man look at this generosity coming from Naj here on game day with a 1999 super chat hey brothers how do you see pat Shermer's approach to the offense this year will he focus on ball control and heavier two tight end sets and play action or is he going to learn or is he going to lean more on three and four receiver sets and spreading the passing game out? Naj, what a home run question, Chad. Let's leave this up for just a second because I want to let Carl react to it. Carl, Pat Shermer, our, our friend Naj is so connected into Broncos country. Broncos country is the most educated fan base in the NFL. He knows Pat Shermer cannot be running out there in 10 personnel, 11 personnel, because it got him in trouble. It got Drew Locke in trouble. It got the backup quarterbacks in trouble. How would you react to your expectations for Pat Shermer in this 2021 season? Well, I, I think we've seen his history has always been he he likes the three wide sets. That That's just been his MO. And he changed it up last year to fit more of what Drew Locke likes. But I do think that, if anything, they're going to want to try to say, hey, Drew, we need you to operate in this system because – We've got three great receivers that we want to get on the field. Four, really, with Patrick, if they keep him. That's four wide receivers. you got to get them on the field. And I know they like Albert O. I know that they like, obviously, Noah Fant. But it's still, those wide receivers, those are the guys that just can take over a game. I mean, we saw with K.J. Hamler last week. Man, that was a, a great just showing of what he could do of taking the top off of defense. And, and so I still think he wants to get to that. If it's not working, he'll go back to the two tight end look. But I think early on, that's what he's going to want. Mm-hmm. All right, we got a little bit of an update here on our top star Ooh. senders. We got, of course, Andrew Lampy coming in here with the, still sitting there at twelve thirty four. Really appreciate that, Andrew. Looking really good. Andrew Baker coming in here with two hundred and thirty five oh. stars. Man, really appreciate that, Andrew. 
and Gary Leeds Palmer, 200 stars, and Michael Roquilla. We really appreciate it, guys, with 50 stars. Man, it's just uh, it's humbling to see that and, and uh, just very excited for all of you to stand that chance to go get that Von Miller jersey. All right, we got Broncos 17-0 and 0, coming in here with a $20 super chat. I'm just Thank ready you. for some football. Darn the tor- torpedoes. Absolutely, man. Well, we are too. Bronco 17 and 0. It makes me think of the late, great pro football Hall of Famer, Pat Bolin. You know him, you love him. And uh, may he rest in peace, man. That's one thing that Pat Bolin used to always say. We're going undefeated every year. And uh, I, I still remember that. Obviously, Bronco 17 and 0 remembers that as well. Thank you so much for your support. I'm going to push back a little bit against that Pat Shermer theory because. Uh, I love to see the play action. That's something that worked very well with Rich Scangarello yep. and Drew Locke. Now, when I heard that Pat Shermer was coming to uh, surplant, I mean, he was already let go, but Pat Shermer took the offensive coordinator job. I was pumped, and it was my very first article here at Mile High Huddle on the team, and it was me writing an article about why Drew Locke will not have a sophomore slump with Pat Shermer because of this spread out style offense. And I was wrong, man. It's uh, Drew Locke operated that at Mizzou and he operated it almost to perfection. And it's just not what I think he should be doing in the NFL. Drew Locke is best when he's on the run, when he's, I, I hate the gunslinger mentality. You're not a gunslinger when you're throwing more interceptions than touchdowns and stuff like that. You got to wait just a little bit before you're compared to Brett Favre and the snake Jake Plummer. So I want to see the play actions. I'd like to see the tight ends, but at the same time, be creative. I could tell you without disclosing or breaking any NFL or Bronco policies, they have worked on some different stuff out there this summer, folks. I can't tell you what the formations have been, but you're going to see some creativity from Pat Shermer. Creativity that not only allows Noah Fant to be on the field, but Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton as well. Something that you guys should absolutely be excited about. And speaking about excitement, our guy is coming in. You know him, you love him. Muhammad Badri, what's going on? MHH's male model with a $3 super chat, super sticker. I know Muhammad is super excited. Uh, he's going to be watching the game against the Seahawks with his son Malik, his baby boy Malik. I know Chad's going to be watching the game with his baby boy as well. Uh, that's another cool thing that I just wanted to bring up real quick. It's so cool to see moms, dads, grandmothers, uncles, grandfathers out there at UC Health Training Center watching football, passing on the love of Broncos yep. country onto those other generations. Absolutely love it, Carl. Yep. I, I told you last week, uh, I'm excited. I'm going to be down out of the country here for a little bit, and uh, I'm going to miss a couple Broncos games. But in reality, I'm not because my wife told me Sunday is going to be football day. And uh, she said, you know, you can have the kids watch with you, get a chance to, you know, just cheer on the Broncos and 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 just see the excitement through through their eyes. Because my kid uh, that I have right now, uh, she loves watching football with me. The excitement of just getting the cheer. She doesn't know what's going on. But, man, when I start running around the room, she loves to run with me. So uh, mm. just always, you know what I'm going to. 
you know what you're going to be running around the room tonight about and what I'm going to be running around and my daughter same way shout out honey cuz she listens to the pods as well. Uh she's starting flag football dude. So I'm getting ready to get into that. She's running routes, she's got an arm. She's a left-handed quarterback and I'm a righty though, so it's it's very hard for me to try to coach her. She doesn't really need it. I'm probably screwing her up. So I'm just going to leave it there, but uh no man, here's something that you should watch. You'll be loving him. Javante Williams. I absolutely have fallen in love with this rookie from the University of North Carolina. Uh, did some more digging into him a little bit during training camp. Carl, I'm sure you knew this because you're you dig really, really deep into these guys past scouting. Did you know that he was offered nearly a, a, every Ivy League school wanted Javante Williams? Uh, only Division One school offer was in his home state at the University of North Carolina. He's big, he's bruising, he's meaning, he's a meanie, he's aggressive, but he is smart. He can pass protect, yep. he can run routes. What do you make of Javante Williams and your expe- expectations for him in 2021? Well, I mean, he's what you want in the NFL today. A true three-down running back that can help in the pass game in multiple ways. And is like you said, he's smart, he's patient. He knows where the holes are going to open up. I saw only one run last week that I was like, man, you missed the hole. And that was on the one he actually ran for the touchdown that got called back. Yeah. He, okay. there, the hole was open. Was in the, the middle. If he, yeah. Yeah. And he, and he, he ran to the right outside. Right? Yeah. Or to the left. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, uh, <laughs> but anyway, that, that was the, that was the only play. And I expect that from rookies. So they're used to bouncing things outside. That's what they did in college got away with it NFL you can't usually get away with it he still scored a touchdown so it wasn't like it was like horrible by any means other than it just got called back but uh, no I expect big things from him Broncos absolutely love him Uh, I I think obviously in the draft they loved him because they traded up to get him in the second round and then on top of that I know that training camp they've loved what they've seen that first game they loved what they've seen so everything says this guy's going to be a big part of the Broncos this year you know why I know he's going to be great is because he's a terrible interview. Whenever I've talked to Javante Williams, he's not interested in it. It's not to say that he's like he's not rooted about it at all, but he's strictly business. He's strictly football. Like I don't even think I've really seen him smile out there at training camp, Carl. I just think he is just so locked in already as yeah. a rookie, something that's extremely uh, valuable, impressive, and I'm excited to see how he goes. Speaking of excitement, Travis Weber is a huge supporter of my high huddle, so I want to give him a quick shout out. Thank you, Travis. And Travis uh, has a quick question for us, Carl. He says, Good evening, Luke and Carl, and what's up, Broncos country? Who do you guys think need to pick it up just a bit on the offensive line? I'm thinking Dalton Reisner and Graham Glasgow. I absolutely love the question, Travis, because Travis realizes. That left tackle spot is locked down with GB. I'm going so far as calling Garrett Bowles a leader of this team right now. Garrett yep. Bowles is pissed off at practice every day. He is. <laughs> He's upset when turnovers happen. He's upset when false starts happen. He is not being a baby about things. He's trying to develop into a leader. So left tackle, we're good there. Dalton Reisner, fan favorite. Needs to clean it up a lot. I think injuries really, really hurt him. Lloyd yep. Cushenberry, I think Travis is expecting big things from Lloyd Cushenberry. But the guards, 
Talk to me a little bit about guards with Graham Glasgow and Dalton Reisner and what areas of improvement do you think the Broncos would benefit from? Well, one thing, last year was a hard place to gauge things just because having a rookie center, here's what I've, I've been told. You can have a rookie center if you have a veteran quarterback or you can have a veteran center if you have a rookie quarterback. You can't have both of them be young because that's setting the entire offensive line up for failure. Lloyd Cushenberry, I mean, it, he was drinking through a, a fire hydrant last year of information, and he got better as the season went on, and he looked a little bit better in that first preseason game. He wasn't getting blown back. He wasn't getting a whole lot of push in the run game like I wanted, but they right. were leaving him one-on-one -on -one a lot, which you don't see centers usually in the run game going one-on-one -on -one with guys. So I think they were trying to test him out a little bit and see how he'd handle himself. Obviously, Moody played great last week, had a few on the polls. That's what he's got to work on. Moody is looking for the big hit every single play. Sometimes you just got to play a little bit smarter than trying to be the big hitter. And uh, so on those polls, he missed a couple guys because he was going for the big yeah. hit, and they just kind of swam yep. around him. Um, but Reisner... He's just got to get a little bit more consistent in his game. Like I said, injuries have hurt him. Also having a little bit of a rookie center next to you, I think he had to try to make up for some of that. Glasgow was hurt a lot last year. He looked good in that first preseason game. I, I actually liked what he showed. He wasn't the most powerful guy by any means, but he was probably the most consistent guy out there of the offensive line. Yeah, well, and here's the thing real quick. Uh, Dalton Reisner had to basically call out the plays for Garrett Bowles a couple years ago, his rookie season. Then what happens last year? He's got to help the rookie center and Lloyd Cushenberry. Dalton Reisner, it's okay for you to be selfish this year, brother, because you deserve it. Uh, hone him into your own skills a little bit, and he will be okay. Uh, speaking of offensive line, real quick, right tackle. Watch out. Bobby Massey and Calvin Anderson. Calvin Anderson has gotten a lot of first-team reps, folks. So watch Calvin Anderson tonight on that right side. Speaking of watching out, watch out for our top star senders. These guys are absolutely locked and loaded in this game for Mile High Huddle. Andrew Lampy, King of the Hill, Travis Weber, getting into the game strong with 700 stars. Uh, we've got David Wilder, or Wilder, excuse me, with 250 stars as well. Our guy, Andrew Baker at 235. Gary Leeds Palmer, good dear friend of the show at 200. And then you know him, you love him. Michael Ronquillo is right behind him as well. You guys are absolutely crushing it. Remember, 500,000 stars. That's the goal. Once we reach that goal, you will have an opportunity to get that Von Miller jersey. So let's get into a question we get all the time, Carl. Uh, David's coming in here. How do I watch a game without NFL Network if I don't live in Denver? Carl, how can we help our folks out? Well, we have an article up already on Mile High Huddle, uh, how to watch Broncos at Seahawks. And uh, so it gives you a little bit of options, especially the, the local. Unfortunately, it looks like it, nationally, NFL Network is going to be about your only option unless you have the NFL Game Pass that does play the games live on there. Um, but if you don't have those, kind of good luck to you a little bit. I'm, I'm sorry. I got one. It just I got one for you. I got one for you that could help. Uh, now, it's not going to help you watch it, but get on the radio if you can. 
try to find the game yep. and then get on Twitter. Everyone's on Twitter anyway, right? We're always scrolling on it. You can watch our Twitter accounts. We will be tweeting about the game, all of us, because we're locked and loaded and everyone else will be in Broncos country. Um, all other friends of the media, friends of the shows as well. Get on social media, try to get on the radio, and we can put these things together. That's an excellent question, and our guy Chad Jensen has you covered on milehighhuddle.com. It's a question we get all the time. Chad's always sure to get us those references. And, Carl, we're kind of finishing one of the last legs of the show. The show always seems to go really, really quick, and it's absolutely uh, a blast whenever we can get involved with Broncos country. So let's open it up a little bit to our guys and gals all over the world because Broncos country is not a geographical location, state of being. Albert coming in hot. I'm beginning to become a fan of Crockett as well. What do you guys think? You like Crockett out of uh, the running back position? You saw a lot of him against the Vikings. Yeah, he looked fine. I have no problems there. I think in the end, the Broncos probably only keep three running backs with Boone maybe starting out on the short-term injured reserve. And uh, so he's got kind of a uphill battle to to get a roster spot. But good chance he probably makes practice squad because running backs seem to go down at a high level throughout the season. And, of course, Melvin Gordon's already a little bit banged up. Uh, he might play tonight. We don't know for sure on that one. Probably needs to if he really wants to be the starter week one. I mean, <laughs> he, yeah. he could lose it that quick. Unfortunately, it's it just that that's the way it is. One of your, you know, your best things is your availability. If you don't have that skill, it's kind of hard to be great in the NFL. Easy, Brock Osweiler. He's starting to sound like Brock right now, right? That's his favorite quote. At best. Brock quote ever, you know, like uh, availability is the best ability. Uh, George, what's up, George? Haven't seen you in a bit, buddy. It's a good, good opportunity to let you weigh in and sound off with your questions before the Broncos and the Seahawks get going. Carl, George wants to know, what do you guys think about Glasgow to center and Moody at guard? This is something that a lot of folks have talked about. Um, I want to get your thoughts before I go ahead and give my camp observations. Unfortunately, this late into everything, you'd want to make that change a lot earlier. I think Glasgow could do it, but I'm, I just think right now it has to be, it has to be uh, Cushenberry. It, it's good. They've kind of put themselves into that place, and I think they like Glasgow at that guard spot. You know, when he played there for Detroit, he was a top ten guard in football, mm-hmm. and. I think that's what they want. I think if they really had thought this through and wanted to get their best five on the field at the same time, yeah, it would be Glasgow to center, Moody at guard, and you know, and, and try to have that kind of combo because in the run game, which they want to really specialize in this year, Moody is probably your best run-blocking offensive lineman out there. Garrett Bowles probably has an argument for that. I guess I should say that. But beyond those two, uh, you know, th- those are the guys going forward. If they get, get you – they're pushing you back. and uh, But I think Moody's just probably going to have to have another redshirt season and hope that next year he can maybe take over for Glasgow when his contract gets a little bit too too big for the Broncos. Completely agree. I had not seen anything like that in training camp. Thought it was interesting when you looked at Quinn Miners getting some reps at left guard. Uh, it was an absolute comfortability move for Quinn Miners who played left guard at Wisconsin Whitewater and was 
just wrecking kids in the division three level. I mean, some of that stuff wasn't even fair and uh, it was just absolutely crazy. So yeah, the, the run game, watch for the run game tonight too. Even with the preseason, I don't care. I love the ground and pound and I'm going to need it, Carl, when it's like 11 o'clock at night and we're going to be grinding away, writing at milehighhuddle.com and watching press conferences and uh this work we we love the work and speaking of love we love our guy muhammad badri coming in with another three dollar super sticker appreciate you so much mo and if you want to be cool and you want to be like mo mo's our mhh male model folks he look at that picture right there he absolutely rocks our mile high huddle gear i've got the same hoodie it's one of the most comfortable hoodies i've ever owned and if you guys want to get in on any of the excellent merch that we have from huddle up to Dove Valley Deep Divers, to Building the Broncos, like a hat that Carl is wearing right now. If you'd like to get an MHI shirt, an MHI hat, you can do that. Get your swag on at huddleuppod.com. Be cool. Be like Muhammad. And uh, let's open it up here. Last segment before we get off the air and Broncos country gets ready for Broncos v. Seattle. BNS coming in with a $2 super. Appreciate you so much. Thank you for the support and go Broncos. The best Beards in the business, Carl. Hashtag all pro bulls. I'm a little jealous, Carl. The beard is looking amazing, brother. And BNS is coming in saying, hey, guys, not only is that beard great, but how about all pro bulls? Top 100 Garrett Bulls. BNS is obviously expecting 72 to be locked in the GB zone this season. Yeah, I, I saw an article by a guy that I highly respect with the offensive line not too long ago. Um, I think he came out that yesterday or today, and uh, he did not have Garrett Bowles in his top ten offensive tackles in football. And Who was it? Well, I, uh, oh my gosh, what is his name? Brandon. Uh, Brandon. Brandon. See, because I was thinking I, you were going to take Schwartz, one of the Schwartz guys at first, but I was like, they like GB. So um, Brandon Thorne. That's who it is. Uh, Thorne doesn't have done not in the top ten for GB. No, and he's a Broncos fan. Man, oh. you, you think he could at least get a little homer. Maybe he's trying to be like, I'm anti-homer, so I'm going to take Garrett Bowles out of that top 10. Maybe that's that's what or, his deal was. Or maybe he's using what worked for Garrett Bowles last year, and if we, if we hate on him enough, he's just going to come out and be even better. Maybe that's it, man, because some of that happens, and it does happen on Twitter, by the way, folks. I mentioned this on Huddle Up. Uh, we're all tough guys on Twitter. It's nothing but love, but I will tell you this here in the Denver media. We might – act tough we might talk tough we're all having beers down at the senior bowl we all know each other it's just sports it's football fire away it doesn't matter if we disagree that's what makes it interesting and that's what i love about mile high huddle and look look guys let's uh let's see those stars and supers in homage to carl's luscious and glorious beard my beard of zeus carl ladies and gentlemen give it up for him Uh, thank you thank you you know i've i've worked hard on this thing it's uh it's taken a long time to get it just perfect you know i I do a lot of a lot of work perfect perfect he says perfect (laughs) now all right i like my beard too so i'm gonna take a quick detour to use beard oil how do for those folks in broncos country that want to get a beard like you carl how do how do they do that well uh jeans help it i've i mean like (laughs) Not, not like jeans that you're wearing, but uh, jeans inside of you. I, I come from a very hairy family. And uh, so, yeah, it is pretty much genetic. Get this this grand beard. And it's just my, my wife really loves it. 
I used to be clean shaven when we first started dating. Uh, and she just said, nope, I like you with a beard. I've seen pictures of you with a beard. Grow that beard out. Yeah, same with it's my wife. been off my face since. Same with my wife. I say I have a face for radio, and it's absolutely true. So if you guys want to uh, continue to pay homage to Carl's luscious, glorious beard, go ahead and do that with our stars. Now, for those of you that are just joining, 500,000 stars gets us to a Von Miller jersey giveaway. The more stars that you give and donate – the better the chance you get of getting that Von Miller jersey. So we got Andrew still top dog, king of the hill at 1234. Travis Weber right behind him at 700. Our guy David in the house with 250. Andrew Baker, 235. And our guy Gary Leeds Palmer. Can't forget Michael Ronquillo, who is also just the nicest guy. After every show, he is so kind and generous, not only of donating his time, but compliments. He absolutely is a gentleman. My salute to you, sir. Sir. As we finish up our last segment, and I choke on my own spit, um, let's open it up just a little bit more. Andrew Morrow in the house with a 199 Super saying, got the free seven-day game day just for tonight. Go Broncos. So there you go, Broncos country. Andrew Morrow has got your back, just like Chad Jensen and Mile High Huddle, telling you how to get in. Now, Peter Middleton, who is the gunner if Cleveland doesn't make it? Tyree Cleveland is obviously in reference here. So basically, I'm going to spit this for you. Tyree Cleveland and Seth Williams have been in the battle. They're basically, uh, I don't know, I don't want to call them the same guy because Tyree Cleveland did a lot of good things for the Broncos at the end of the season. Carl, he hasn't had a good camp. Seth Williams has had flashes here and there, but he's had some mistakes as well. So I don't know if Seth Williams would would be in that mix at a gunner just because they're fighting for the same roster spot. You have another name to look for on the special well, teams unit if it's not Tyree Cleveland? Well, I mean, Kendall Hinton has been everything. <laughs> you know, he's been quarterback, wide receiver, cornerback, safety. He's played a little bit of everything, so might as well stick him at Gunner and see what he does. He seems to, mm. to shine wherever he goes. I mean, one of the few Broncos that's in the Hall of Fame right now and uh, still playing. <laughs> so, <laughs> Carl, not only a luscious beard, but he's just an absolute animal, folks. It's true. Kendall Hinton, uh, we get this question a lot, too, uh, and I'm, I'm sure you do, so I, I'm including you as we. What's going to happen with Kendall Hinton? Do the Broncos owe him a solid? Are they going to get him on the roster? Asking some folks that are a little bit in the know more than me, and they shake their head no. And I think they're shaking their head because they don't want to say no. We're all kind of secretly hoping that Kendall Hinton can do it. But I said on the Huddle Up pod, Kendall Hinton's a football player. The Broncos need football players. I'm done with the athlete. I'm done with the speed track star. KJ Hamler's not only an absolute speed burner demon, this man has become a technical route runner. I'd love to see his transformation in year two. So Tyree Cleveland, he's got to do a lot to make this team. Uh, Same with Seth Williams. Jay Roper, what's up, Jay? Jay's a good friend of the show as well. Good to see you, bud, and uh, happy game day. Hey, Carl, if Drew Locke throws for over 35 touchdowns, will you do the monkey tail? (laughs) So let me me make this specific, though. It has to be 35 touchdowns in one regular season in the 2021 season. Not 35 touchdowns over the rest of his career. Not adding the playoffs to the picture. I just want to make sure that we we get the specifics. I know some would come back. Can I? Hey, he threw 35 touchdowns. I know it's been 10 years. (laughs) But, Carl, you got to do the monkey tail now. So, uh, if that happens, yeah, I'd do that. 
Dude, if that happens, yeah, I would I would do anything because that's a good season for the Broncos. That's a playoff season for the Broncos, a playoff run. Uh, good friend Joseph coming in. Uh, first one to answer my question, how do you give someone a star? Carl, you know how to how to give these stars? You know how Broncos country wants to get in on this Von Miller jersey? How do they do that? Well, it is actually through Facebook. You can go over to the the live stream through our Facebook. We've got a couple of them up here. We got SI Mile High Huddle, um, of course, the Mile High Huddle Super Group that this goes live on. And uh, if you, yeah, right here it says stars are on Facebook only. Little star icon at the bottom of the chat. You click that. Boom. That's where you give the stars. And uh, so I know we got a lot of people on YouTube that are over here, and we really appreciate all of that. And we appreciate if you can like, subscribe, and share all of this for us. Um, but also, yeah, those guys on Facebook, that's an opportunity. You know, I, I know some people that go back and forth between all the different ones that we have set up, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, it, it's, you know, they got a lot of options out there. And we just appreciate you tuning in through whatever possible. Um, but, yeah, if you want to get into the opportunity to get a Von Miller jersey, it's through Facebook. Our guy, Peter Middleton's coming in through facebook a four and a six for tim patrick how does that sound carl would you do it yeah i would uh here's why one i i do like a lot of the young receivers we have on this team uh seth williams kendall hinton benson is has just been or benton has been um or benson yes sorry benson Benson, has been great i mean two touchdowns Mm. at the last game has been a star there at, at training camp and I love Patrick. I really do. But you're not going to get this kind of value otherwise. I, I think if he leaves the Broncos after the season, you're maybe going to get like a fifth-round comp pick because I don't think he's going to be able to put up the stats this year that he did last year just because of the players in front of him, unless there's another injury like there was last year. So this is probably the max of his value. And for the Broncos, a 4-6 and six gives you a lot of room to really operate in next year's draft. Yeah, I agree with that. It's going to be interesting to see what goes down with Timmy P. Guys, another position you need to be looking at is linebacker. Watch for Justin Sternan, number 40. Uh, Lance's boy. I know Lance has been all over him, and Lance is on his victory lap right now because he's taken very, very good reps and advantage of his opportunity so far in training camp and preseason against the Minnesota Vikings. Watch number 40 tonight, folks. He's just going to be like Caden Stearns. You're going to see 40 and 30 together moving and scrambling all over that defensive backfield. I absolutely love it. Also keep an eye on number 56, Baron Browning. Eric Trickle from Dove Valley Deep Divers just wrote up a Baron Browning piece that was published a couple days ago on milehighhuddle.com. Go take a look at it. Baron Browning, though, he's probably going to be in a limited role, folks. It was basically like three days of training camp practice because of that injury that he sustained earlier um, in his college career, and I think it was minicamp as well. Um, so expect to see 56 out there in Baron Browning, and that'll be a cool thing, but he's got a long way to go before we get uh, him into the starting lineup, let alone talk of the starting lineup. Now, Justin Sternad, watch for Justin Sternad and not only his playmaking ability, but his effort. The best way to earn a head coach's trust is with effort and consistency, something that he has got to do if he's going to supplant Alexander Johnson or Josie Jewell eventually down the road. 
Yep, that that's for sure. I, I'm excited for that linebacker group. First time in a while that we've had some real young talent that looks very, very promising. And, and I mean, it, it's what takes Vic Fangio's defense to that next level. If you can get that guy that can really man the middle of that defense. And if you got two athletic guys in Sternad and, and, uh, and Browning, man, it, it just could really be exciting to see the middle of this defense. I mean, the safety play, mm. Caden Stearns looking like he wants to be a starter right now. I know he won't be with K-Jack and, and Simmons in front of him, but, uh, but yeah. I, I saw a question earlier. Who's going to take over K-Jack next year? Caden Stearns making making a name for himself. Not saying oh, uh, that dude. he's got it locked up, but man, he's looking good out there. Athletic freak for sure. And if you got the linebackers, and then I love the interior defensive line that the Broncos are mm-hmm. building right now. Draymond Jones looking good. Uh, Ajim it has been a star My out there. God, seems like every single me. day. Yes, every single day that guy gets his name mentioned for a big play on that defense. And uh, and so, you know, it's kind of weird to see this Broncos team go from edge players and cornerbacks to, to maybe middle of the field just being locked down. That would be exciting. Watch out for Shamar Stevenson as well. Big number 99. Got himself a lot of first-team reps this week because of what he did against the Minnesota Vikings. Absolutely love it. And let's talk about those edge rushers. Watch for Derek Tuska. He's an effort player. I've got some problems with his size limit limitations, but this man is all business as well. Uh, he is very respected by Bradley Chubb and Von Miller for his work ethic, for constantly asking them and hounding them to the point where they're just annoyed with his football questions uh, because he is just all locked in at football. Watch for Jonathan Cooper, Baron Browning's teammate on the edge, Malik Reed. Be remiss if I didn't bring up the the sack leader from 2020 last year in Malik Reed. And speaking of me being remiss, I'd be remiss without Stu Meats support. A 199 super chat, super sticker. Appreciate you so much as we wrap up our final couple minutes of the show. And as we do that, Carl, is there a is there another player that we haven't mentioned tonight or a position that you're really interested in? Um, Brandon McManus, he's got it locked down. Um, <laughs> we had a quick little hello from the guy there, but Brandon McManus, he's got it locked down. Special teams, guys can make a name for themselves, but is there a player or is there a position that we haven't talked about in just a couple minutes we, that you're looking at? We haven't talked about cornerback a whole lot. Okay. I know the, the top four guys are locked in. Uh, Ojo Media probably going to get that fifth spot. You know, he got a little run yesterday or last week. Um, but behind them, who's going to be that next guy that, that's going to really emerge for the Broncos? Uh, is is it going to well, be uh, Nate Harrison? I've heard some pretty good things about him. My uh, guy, Gage. Vincent. My guy, Gage Mad- Madrid, loved him at training camp. So, yeah, right there. Kerry Vincent Jr., he's been in the chat, Carl. Yeah. So th- there's a few names to keep an eye on that we're going to get into the depth, guys. Uh, but before we, we close out the show, we, of course, want to give a huge shout out to all of our, our stars contributors uh, for tonight's show. It just, again, it's very humbling and exciting just to see all this and very excited for the opportunity for each and every one of you to have a chance to go get that Drew Lock or Drew Lock <laughs> to go get that Von Miller that jersey. jersey. Yeah, they don't want that. <laughs> Not until he proves to be a star. Maybe, maybe he'll be a star <laughs> soon. But uh, of course, we got Andrew Lampy coming in here with twelve hundred thirty-four stars. Travis Weber with eight hundred. Peter Middleton with four hundred. David Wilder with two hundred fifty. Andrew wow. Baker with two hundred thirty-five. 
Gary Leeds Palmer uh, coming in with 200 and, and Michael uh, Ronquillo with uh, with 50. We really appreciate all of you. And of course, you know, we got one hour until the game kicks off. Uh, all right. Ooh. Last question for me to you. Prediction for this game. What, what do you see being the big story when we come out of today? When we get done at, at midnight, 11 o'clock, whatever time is this game, what, what's going to be what happens there? I feel like Mr. T and Rocky about Boa. Prediction? Yes, prediction. Pain. And you know why I say that? Because Pat Shermer is turning over a new leaf, folks. Something I wrote about last week at milehighhuddle.com. He wants to run the ball. And when you want to run the ball, you're going to start seeing some fools not only get pancakes, but you're going to see Javante Williams running over people. You're going to see Ray Crockett shaking and baking on fools. Uh, watch for the physicality level of the Broncos offensive line, not just the starting unit, the second unit as well. I know everyone loves the belly and Quinn Miners. I love him. He was gushing over him. I'm taking victory laps for everybody, including Quinn Miners, right? He needs time, Carl. He needs time, but he's yep. mean. He he takes the advantage of his hand placement. Him and Natani Moody, absolute road graders. Do not forget about Austin Schlotman as well. He's decent in the blocking game on the run. So uh, watch out for these cats because I think they're going to be mean. I think the offensive line is going to be mean. I think the running backs are going to look mean, and that's going to allow these quarterbacks to do very, very well. I'm going to go ahead and predict – Oh, let's say Drew Locke passes. He goes seven for 10 with one touchdown, no interceptions. And let's go 165 yards. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater will throw more than 10 passes. Teddy Bridgewater will go nine for 15 for 110 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Broncos win. 28 to 14. Okay. Not, not a bad prediction there. Um, I I'm, I'm going to go with Broncos win this one as well. I, I think uh, with having two quarterbacks that have starting potential on the team, that always helps for sure. And of course, reminder, Travis Weber saying put up the likes in the stars, Broncos country. We're up to 46 likes up there. Really, really appreciate that guys. Um, but I, I think, I think Locke's going to go, I'll say nine of 15 for 150 yards and he's going to have one big play that goes for a touchdown. But I I do think he's maybe going to throw an interception in this one. So it's going to give people a little bit of hesitation, but I think he's still going to end up winning the job there in the end. And then I think Teddy Bridgewater, I'll go, I'll go 10 of 15 for him, but 105 yards. You know, he's going to do his little dink and dunk just last week, watching some of the video, you know, going back, watching it. There's so many times he had guys open on that second level, and especially he chose the, on that, the check especially down. on that play action to the right where he had Trinity yep. Benson, I think, wide open, and he checked to the tight end, right? Yep, and that's yeah, that's, that's the play oh. that made me go. Drew Locke's winning this. That was the one play. It wasn't anything okay. Drew Locke did. It was actually what Teddy did because I, I think they won a little bit more than just making that choice to to check it down like that because you just need a little bit more if you're going to stand a chance to make the playoffs and and especially. Keep up in the AFC West. You got to have last, qu- last question for you in 10 seconds or less. Will head coach Vic Fangio name the starting quarterback after tonight's game? No. And I don't think it's because they're not going to know who it is. I think it's going to be because they want to keep uh, the Giants guessing a little bit of who's going to be the starter. 
He likes to play silly little games, folks. Yep. He likes to play silly little games. And we don't play no games here at Mile High Huddle. We appreciate you guys joining the show. Again, if you want to support us as well, get your swag on. Get on over to huddleuppod.com. If you're joining us today on Facebook, you can find us over at facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle pod uh if you want to become an official facebook supporter that's facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle that's going to get you to become a supporter subscribe like and share and then you guys will have uh the huddle up huddle up guys chad and zach will be on the mic tomorrow on sunday uh be sure to get at them 6 p.m mountain time where we've got podcasts going every single day of the week and then the most important thing guys milehighhuddle.com Stay locked on to that website because we will have new articles dropping. Heck, I wouldn't be surprised if we've got cats publishing articles during the game because that's how on top of the game we are here at Mile High Huddle. He's Carl. I'm Luke. Enjoy the game, folks. This is Luke Patterson. Carl, our guy, the beard, MHI, saying go Broncos. Believe in that Mile High magic.